Welcome to episode five of Bottle Spark Ignite, the podcast that explores the influencer marketing industry top to bottom. We interview people from every aspect of the industry so you can get insights into how all this works. It is September 19th and I am Amanda, the moderator. With me tonight, as always, are JT and Travis. How are you two this evening? I am doing pretty fantastic. I think I'm the primary host this episode, so you guys are going to deal with me or something. Yeah, we got to look at your face the whole time. Oh, God. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I, I guarantee you we're going to see uh, a growth in viewership because of it. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm doing good. I have been grinding really hard trying to get that influencer dashboard going, which Travis is going to tell you about later. I absolutely am going to do that. And... I, uh, I, I am also doing good, really just looking forward to getting people on said dashboard, uh, which, uh, you know what, I guess we can probably just kind of jump into to yeah. some of this. We, we, let's uh, dive into the news. We just have a couple things of news here. So um, let's start with cool stuff uh, a second. Um, so uh, we mentioned this last week. Uh, we are starting up a bit of an interest campaign right now for uh, VPN software. So you're interested potentially as a content creator uh, or streamer. Uh, looking at advertising with a VPN, if you're not familiar, it's called a virtual private network for pr privacy, et cetera. Google that. Um, then uh, <laughs> we, we're going to be working with IP Vanish. So uh, if you're interested in doing that, uh, did we set up a... We didn't set up a, a command, did we? No. All right, we'll do that eventually. No. <laughs> uh, but you can go to bottlespark.com slash survey slash IP Vanish. Uh, and that's going to be in the chat here in a second. Uh, if you're interested in potentially getting set up with that as we get more information on there, we'll, of course, let you know. Uh, if you're not already in the Discord, you can go to discord.gg slash bottlespark or click the link down below uh, on the stream and make sure you keep apprised to those things. Um, so we've been talking about the Influencer Dashboard for the last few weeks. Uh, we've also been talking for the last few months <laughs> if you've been with us um, but basically a login that you can go in see all the available offers see all the offers that you have already accepted get your affiliate links coupon codes all that kind of stuff even track some analytics for twitch and other things beta stuff is rolling out to some people this week we've had a few uh in the campaigns we're running right now that have been testing it already we're going to be rolling that out to people that are not in an active display campaign uh we're going to be starting some of that this week next week that's going to start to roll out larger and soon to just be available to everyone um this will be really cool because you'll be able to track the things you're involved in right now uh you'll be able to find your links again so that you lost your affiliate link or whatever it is to a certain program it'll be right there for it you don't have to ask me or amanda anymore which would be nice uh less spreadsheets for my life uh and um <laughs> uh, also be able to opt into new ones yourself so you just be able to see the list of everything that's available you don't have to ask us anymore we don't have to find the right fits you could just do that yourself uh, as well which is going to be super super cool the other neato thing about that is um, something I don't think we were even originally planning but we have a browser source so once you're in there you'll have a browser source that you just pop into OBS slobs um, you can do it with uh, XSplit, I don't believe Bebo, all of it should work, just a browser source like everything else, uh, which will essentially rotate your offers for you, which is neat and auto-magical. Um, so all of that's gonna be coming to everybody very soon. I will be reaching out to people individually that have expressed interest already uh, for those beta invites and stepping you through all of that soon. I think the, uh, the other thing to bring up is uh, Wink and Beard.com. Uh, Wink is 
live. People are getting their boxes. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're if you're promoting Wink through us, uh, make sure you remember that there's a clip contest for that. Make sure that you're using your links. Make sure you set up your commands, all that kind of stuff. And Beard.com is super imminent. Uh, probably in the next couple days. That's kind of a guess. Uh, we're getting all of the tracking and stuff set up on the back end right now. Uh, and then we'll be ready to push it out to you guys. Very, very exciting. Get your wine on. Um, and uh, yeah, so that'll be very cool. Also, as you get beta access, I have one thing I want to mention to the influencer dashboard. Uh, there is a Discord channel that you will have access to. So any feedback on there, we're going to be taking in the Discord channel. It's the easiest way for us to be able to kind of go through it. Uh, get bugs fixed if you happen upon them or just let us know uh, what's happening. We do have a bit of a roadmap that I think we're going to, I think I'd like to try to make maybe a little bit public as much as we can um soon once that kind of gets up and running we get our feet under us on that so very very cool stuff um yeah that's it for news let's jump into it yes well tonight we are joined by steve aurelian streamer and senior partnerships manager of memory express how are you doing tonight steve i'm doing great how are you guys doing i wanted to roll in for epic dramatic feel but it didn't work I so that. i did my best <laughs> an effort was made so I, I appreciate it. First off, I need to comment your shirt because it's pretty fantastic. Thank you. Uh, um, it, it, for, for those listening, he's wearing a really fantastic, uh, delightfully form-fitted Saiyan armor. Nice shirt. Just a huge fan. Just want to <laughs> just do some stretches for you guys to get the full, full length of the shirt. <laughs> um, now, Steve is also known on Twitch and Twitter by a moniker. His name is Captain Quench. Uh, usually I drink a Coke uh, or or a, another adult drink. I have gotten water for this occasion just for you, sir. Can you give me some background behind Captain Quench? What the hell is that? Oh, man. Okay. Uh, which store do I tell that caused it? <laughs> well, let's just say I had a very outgoing co-worker that was in love with every person he met literally and the, the saying is you know hey he's a thirst lord so i was like you know what? we gotta help this guy out so every day when i came to work when i walked past his uh desk just drop off a gatorade and because it's a thirst quencher so then uh <laughs> this was when i was working at costco too and uh my boss was like well way to go there captain and i was like what and then they're like thirst quencher captain thirst i'm like no captain quench so it's stuck with me since then I love it. Um, Gatorade, not a sponsor yet. Um, (laughs) So, Steve, talk to us a little bit about Memory Express. What do you do there? What is it that you do for work? Give us a bit of a a lowdown of of what you do. Um, So I do a lot, and I I love it because of that. So I do social media management. So if you're ever talking to us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, chances is you are talking to me. I do our video content for our YouTube channel. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, there's a new video. It's pretty fun. Either covering tech news, gaming news, or attack how-to. We've circulated to doing build guides for the last month because people are like, why don't you do a build guide? I'm like, sure, let's do it. Let's have some fun. Let's see what ridiculous nonsense we can get into. So we've been doing like Fortnite focus build, Overwatch focus build, and then we're like, let's just see how much money we can throw at a build and what we can do with it. So doing stuff like that. And then I do all of our Twitch, Mixer, YouTube, podcast, influence management as well. And then I do all of our events uh, management right now so essentially organizing events or helping events get started or if you know one of the local community twitch events reach out they're like hey we want to do stuff can you help us with prizes i'm like 
yeet, let's get your prizes. So that's what I do. Okay. Um, so before we, I want to dive into each of those individual things. Uh, give us a little more background about you other than just your, your name. Um, ooh, how did how the hell did you end up with this kind of a, a job? Well, I've been doing uh, games media for seven years prior to this. So I did, uh, there's a little outlet in Edmonton called My Plastic Heaven that really got my start. And it was mostly a retro news show. And that's what really got my feet wet with PAX first. And yeah, it was seven years ago. I went to PAX East, seven years. No, PAX Prime was my first PAX. And that's what really got me into the industry. And like, wow, there's more than just games. There's all this cool stuff. And I think that's literally when... Twitch changed over from Justin TV, if that serves me well, because I remember a panel in like some back room with, what is Twitch? I'm like, what is Twitch? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's what it got me all started. Then after that, I went to a website called AYB Online, so allyourbaseonline.com. Uh, started writing just press releases, then reviews, and then moved to editor, uh, then senior editor, then managing editor. So I managed a team of 18 writers for a long time. And uh, Memory Express was a sponsor of our yearly LAN event, so... Every October, they do a LAN event in Winnipeg at an event called C4, and it's massive. So there's 400 uh, esports athletes that come out, and then uh, foot traffic for the event is about 60,000. So it was really good for vendors to, you know, sponsors to come in and actually show off their stuff. And then I remember going to Memory Express, like, hey, are you guys hiring? They're like, yeah, we're hiring sales. So then I started in sales, showed my worth, went to my boss. I'm like, hey, here's my experience. I like to do this. I'm more of a marketing guy. He's like, okay, let's uh, see if there's a spot for you in the marketing team. And then moved up to where I am now. Okay. So it was, uh, it was a long journey, <laughs> seven years to get where I was. Yeah. And that's, that's a really big, so d- was this kind of job, like, did you have this in your mind of what you wanted to do? Or was it one of those things where it was like, uh, this is it the just thing happened. that we're kind of, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to actually be, uh, oh God, do we tell the, the cheesy real Steve story or do we just oh. say, I wanted to do this. No, I want to uh, hear, I want to hear the, we, we preach authenticity. So give it okay. to me. I wanted to be a stage actor actually for the longest time. And I wanted to be in movies. And then I realized that was never going to happen because all the casting calls I went to said, they're like, you're a little thick. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, I'm fat. And like, mm, we don't need a second uh, thick boy in the world. I'm like, okay, I get it. So then I just took my shenanigans, did sketch comedy on the side to fill that void. And then I was like, oh, I'll figure something else out. And then I was like, I really like video games. And then I wanted to be like, hey, maybe it'll be a game dev, but I can't do any of that crazy <laughs> stuff to do. I can write, but I can't do all the fancy coding that they do. So I gave up on, I wouldn't say gave up on that dream. I mean, still have ideas for it, but I just can't do it. So it's like, there has to be a way that I can get in this industry and still do what I love. And then I found out about Twitch, YouTube, all those years ago. Then I went to PAX, and then it was like, maybe I want to do events. Maybe I want to do this. And then it kind of just grew from there. So, Okay. So yeah. before we get into, you know, cause a lot of what we focus on is, you know, how the streamers can use your knowledge to, to further their careers as well. Um, before we get into that, though, about this stuff. before we do that, we'll have yes. plenty of time. Um, mm. Talk to me about... If someone wanted to do what you were doing, so they don't necessarily want to be a pure content creator, they want to do the marketing side and things like that, what are the major skills that you use that really can help you like shine uh, you know, from the competition in applying for a job or, or show value to a company to do what you're, you do? Like, What are the major skills that, that I should start working on right now if I wanted your job? Communication is the number one key to success. 100%. If you can't communicate, you can't articulate a plan, you can't do a, you know, say, hey, I want to do this project on this date with these people, and you can't show how to get there, 
you're going to go nowhere. Same thing with influencers. If you go to, I want to work with this influencer, here's why and here's the benefit, but you can't go from point A to point B, you're going to get nowhere. So it's just a matter of building your communication skills, first off. Uh, then second, networking. So be the ability to talk to people, the network to actually not go. Say if you go to an event, you have the ability to walk in a room and be like, hey, my name's Steve. How are you doing? This is what I do. What do you do? If you're not able to do that, go to any mixers, party, stuff like that. You're not able to connect with anyone. You're not going to get too far because if you don't have a circle to expand and grow with or help grow them, you're just going to stay stagnant. You're just going to not move. I say those are probably the two most important things that's good for my job to have. And then what's really attracted the businesses is actually having prior experience. I know it's, it sucks to say you have to volunteer or show your worth, but coming with, hey, I worked on this project in the past. Here's what I did. Here's the company. Or even working with some streamers already. So like, hey, I want to be an influencer manager. Maybe if I talk to this person I met at this event, like, hey, I'm really good friends with company A. Hey, company A, I really want to do this. You know, do you have this any opportunities like this? Yes or no? No? Perfect. Hey, this is what influencer marketing is. Would you guys be willing to give me a shot? I really know this really good person. That'd be a good fit. So if you show the work like that and you're already, hey, I'm already tested and true. You could talk to this reference at this company. You already have the work done. You have a better shot at getting into that. Any so. tech, any technical skills that you think are, are really important um, for what know you, how to use, you do? <laughs> know how to use a computer. <laughs> right. uh, know how to write emails. Obviously, grammar is super important too. If you're sending emails to a company, uh, sending and receiving. Likewise, same if you're talking to an influencer. Know how to use Twitter. Uh, it's hard to say really technical skills because I mean I just do it every day. It's just it's just emotion, really. <laughs> Multi-skilling, multitasking, holy hell, because right now I'm working on 12 projects at once, but it's controlled chaos. So if you can't handle pressure and you can't handle 12-hour, no, I wouldn't say 12-hour days, but if you're not able to fit 12 hours into eight, you're going to have a bad time. So if you can't go project one, project two, okay, this makes sense for me to move this. If you can't move your time around, time management's huge, actually. So if you just can't manage your time, you're going to sink. So if you're not an organized person... I'm going to be very blunt. Just don't try. And I don't mean it in any mean ways or anything, but like it's it's not it's not easy. Like a lot of people think, oh, influencer managing. I just send an email and it's done. I'm like, Mm-mm, no, sweetie. <laughs> um, what we got started with the influencer program, we had over 400 applications and I went through every single one and I watched 10 hours of content from every single person. And that took me like five months because I personally vetted every single person. So it's a matter of, what are you looking for? What's a company looking for? Understanding what a company's needs is. What, and it's also you have to take away the personal effect from it too. You just can't go, oh, I know the streamer. I really want to be good friends with them. I want to help them out. You have to go. Person A has applied. Person A has this benefit. Does it make sense for the company? Yes or no. So you have to be able to disassociate yourself with that as well. So if you can't do that as well, if you're like, I'm just going to hook my buddies up, it's going to show up real quick. And companies go like, hey, you hooked this guy up. He's done nothing for us. There's no ROI. It's not going to look good for you. So, okay. And you also touched yeah. on one thing that you know we can definitely spend more time on. And I know there's many blog posts and podcasts. We could probably devote an entire podcast to this topic in general. But you mentioned networking. So uh, we key. do have TwitchCon coming up. There's always PAXs coming up. There's always a convention or something like that. What is your one? tip that really i don't know made the biggest difference for you change your ability to do it whatever it is that someone who is struggles with this concept can adopt to better network with somebody 
don't be afraid to take a risk. Uh, if you see someone big in the room, don't panic. Don't have a fangirl moment because that's going to show. And it not saying it's a bad thing to do that, but you have to be humble. Being humble is probably the most important thing here. Because if you go, say you go to a Twitch party, you get invited for the first time or PUBG Mixer, stuff like that. Everyone's there for a reason. They're all in the same circle. So getting in that circle is you know, crucial if what you're doing there. What do you come in, you start flexing and you go, I'm so-and-so. People are going to be like, that guy's an asshole. And then everyone's perception of you is that person is not a good person to be around. So my biggest piece of advice when you start networking, be humble. Don't brag. Don't flex because word travels. Everyone really talks. And I mean, if you think about it, your Twitter circle, let's just say it's three to 400 people. But those three to 400 people talk to three to 400 people. And that just goes around. So so one, take risks. Two, be humble. And when I say take risks, it's a sense of don't go do something ridiculous like, I don't know, dye your hair blue shave your chest, walk around with no shirt, stuff like that. But it's more so you have an objective. There's a person standing there you want to talk to. Know what your purpose is talking to them. So you don't want to go up to a company and be like, hi, company, I'm a streamer. Let's work. It's more so, hey, how's it going? My name's Steve. Nice party, huh? Ha ha. Just casual conversation. And be like, oh, what do you do? Oh, cool. Well, I do this. Is there an opportunity to work together? Or what's your opportunities available? So don't be afraid to... Take those risks. I mean, nine times out of ten, product managers at the booth at like PAX, TwitchCon. That's actually how I made a lot of my friends actually in the industry. It was like, hey, my name's Steve. How's it going? How long you been here? What do you do for the company? Oh, wow. Get to know the people. Because if you're not willing to make a relationship and get to know that person, they're going to have zero interest in you because they see thousands of people a day. So if you're not taking the effort to get to know them, they're going to take zero effort to get to know you. So. Okay. All right. I love it. I'm going to probably ask you back at some point of how to do yay i love <laughs> just talking. a network stream all right so, sorry it's really hot in my house right now i closed the window because they're doing construction and it literally sounds like a muppet's getting drilled outside my house and it's very inappropriate <laughs> he means literally drilled kids at home uh with with tools that's not yeah, any better that's what, what i, I mean. said um <laughs> all right so let's let's talk a little bit about memory express and what you're doing with them because i think you're doing really interesting things uh, yeah. You usually wouldn't think of super fun content when you think of a computer hardware company right. that you just buy hardware. Um, but you guys are actually doing really interesting things on, on Twitter. Some you're doing interesting things on YouTube. Um, why? Like what, what is the goal there and how involved are you in kind of deciding what that plan is going to be? Well, that's actually all up to me and my little team. So oh, yeah. um, all the Mixer stuff, Twitcher, uh, Twitcher, uh, Mixer, Twitch, YouTube, that all funnels under me and my coworker, uh, who's not here right now, but she helps me plan all the YouTube content. So, oh man. Yeah, it's, it's just a matter of following the trends on YouTube, following the trends on Mixer. It's a standard stuff with, you know, if you're getting into streaming, knowing what trends are, understanding the trends, are you going to follow a trend or are you just going to... F- you know, stream what you like. Cause I mean, there's two kinds of streamers. There's the casual streamer and the professional streamer, professional streamer. It's like, okay, the big thing right now is call of duty, black ops blackout. Can you afford the game? Do you have an audience that's going to follow you to follow the game? Can you do it? Yes or no. Or you're going to be the guy who plays Minecraft because you have a good time doing it. It's a matter of understanding that. Then when it comes to YouTube content for us, it's about a matter of understanding what the, uh, the tech stuff is, you know, what's trying to in tech does people actually care about topic A, topic B, topic C, stuff like that. So it's a matter of understanding what's coming up next. 
Okay. Um, and, uh, having a fun twist with it because, you know, there's so many people doing it out there. You have to make yourself unique because if you're just like, hello, today's news is this. People are like, that guy's a robot. He's not fun. <laughs> I don't want to come back. So you have to have your own unique twist. So that's why if you actually creep the progression of the channel, it goes from me going, oh, boy, howdy, how is the news today? It goes from that to some skit at the beginning where, like, today, I think I just they went, like, back and forth and screamed, here's the news. Out of time, so. <laughs> so so we say follow the trends. Y- you and I know the answer to this question, but let's let's go real base level. I'm just kind of getting started, and I want to take this seriously. Maybe starting to have a community. How, how do you, especially with Twitch uh, and YouTube, like how do you keep an eye on trends? Like what what is the tools that you use? What's your process with that? So for Twitch, Mixer, streaming services all together, I mean, we could talk about caffeine, but that's a completely different hot mess. That's just <laughs> literally just like artists I view it as now. So yeah, talk about caffeine quick. So caffeine, so if you're looking at the streaming, caffeine's essentially just for cosplay art. I haven't seen no gamers on there. And if they are on there, I haven't seen them. But I digress. So Twitch, following us, um, who? Words. I get excited, so I speak too fast. <laughs> um, we'll slow you down in post. It's fine. Steve, slow down. <laughs> uh, when you're looking at falling to trends on Twitch, you have to do a lot of research. Isn't... What do you want to do? We lost you there for a second. Can you... Oh. You're good. You're, we're okay. back. My internet's a hot mess. So I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. If it drops, I'm going to call Sean cry myself to sleep forever um <laughs> so for me following trends is a matter of what do you want to do what's your content type are you doing creative or doing irl rest in peace no more um are you doing gaming what essentially understanding what your goal and purpose is on twitch or a streaming platform like what do you want to accomplish there first once you understand that it starts with networking. So finding people that are doing the same thing that you are. So you can start big, start small. doesn't matter as long as you find people that you want to essentially emulate, not copy because copying is bad, but emulating is a compliment as I see it. Cause I mean, if there's people similar to what you're doing, it's great. So say for example, you want to stream exclusively Roblox. So research other Roblox streamers. What are they doing? What's going good for them? Emulate that in some way, make it your own. But if you're following the trends on Twitch, you literally just go to the front, hit browse, see what the top game is. Okay, why is this game the top game? Do some research. Is it just as a tournament that day? Is it some big streamer switched their game over? Stuff like that. So it's just a matter of understanding those things first, and then you can really follow trends. Or you could just go on, you know, do a Google search, top games on Twitch, <laughs> and follow that. But again, in the same vein, you have to find a way to make yourself unique because if you're trying to follow the trend and you're just like some guy with a webcam going, oh boy, howdy, I'm streaming. It's not going to work. There's a lot of steps to follow the trend and make yourself successful with that. Okay. I like it. Now, I have established my audience. I've figured out what I'm doing and I'm, I'm yeah. doing a decent job as within my niche following trends. I want to work with a company. I don't know. Let's just pick a random company. Maybe memory. Express. Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. Let's talk about uh, Tim Hortons. Tim, Tim Hortons. I want to work with Tim Hortons. All right. All right. <laughs> go ahead. Let's do this. Develop me a, a plan. How, how, what is the best way for you? Uh, you know, cause you, you have both the content creator side and the business side. What's the best way that you can tell a streamer to catch the attention of one of these companies that they would really want to work with, um, to potentially have that opportunity. 
So let's just say for S and G that Tim Hortons does have an influencer program for their delicious coffee. And uh, so you're a streamer. You want to get a hold of them. First off, you have to figure out is do they have social media presence? What is it like? Do they have open DMs? Do they not? Do they take messages on Facebook, Twitter? Once you've established that, research the company. Know what you're talking about. Because in some of my emails, I've thrown curveball questions or even in phone calls like, what do you know about us? And when the person says, uh, and I'm like, okay, so you've applied for a partnership with the company you know nothing about. Why would I want to invest my time in you? So know who you're talking to. Know the company. Take some time to learn who they are. Because if you're going to just be throwing out blank letters to every single person out there, we're going to catch it. And we're going to know. And we're going to be like, I don't want to work with this person if he doesn't take the effort just to know the basics of who we are, what we do. But, uh, sorry. <laughs> I thought I saw my cat get in the room behind me and I was like, what is Susan doing in here? Um, but anyways, so that's understanding your, the company first. Then it's a matter of finding out if you want to go deeper, but that's part two of two. So it's, we're going to call that two way. So reach out <laughs> to the company first, be like, Hey guys, you know, I'm a content creator. Here's what I've done in the past. Here's what I do. I really like to work with you. Do you guys have any opportunities currently? Sometimes the social media person's just going to say no or say they'll send you a link to fill out an application for sponsorship. If you want to take that a little deeper for 2A, and I, you know what, I'm not going to ignore 2A. I'll tell you 2A off camera because 2A is kind of a jerk move. You don't want to do 2A, so we'll ignore 2A. Because <laughs> I've had 2A happen to me, and I was like, who is this person? Why are you contacting me? Okay, 2A is yes. more of a if influencer manager to influencer. That's a different thing. So that's that's the Patreon exclusive. Please note, yeah, we, that, don't, we don't a, have a Patreon. <laughs> Patreon exclusive content after stream. <laughs> I will give it to you. Um, <laughs> But it's a matter of reaching out first because let's just say the person does reply saying, yes, we have an influencer program. This is where you have the time to shine. Essentially, you're giving this person your resume. So me being in a position that I was in, going through 400 resumes and going, what does this person have to stand out? If the person goes, I'm a hashtag small streamer, I immediately ignore that. Do not do that. That is the worst thing you can do because that to me tells me you don't see yourself growing. And that tells me as a company, investing money in you tells me it's not going to grow. Period. So don't do that. You have to come off as a positive matter, like, for example, hey guys, I'm Steve, I'm a creative caster, or hey guys, I'm a unique, I'm a balloon animal. I do this. Uh, here's my content, here's my audience. Know your numbers, know your demographic, but like, hey guys, just some information about me. My stream pulls in 20% US audience, 80% Canadian, it's 50 50 of male, female. Here's the content we've done. Here's any promotions I've done in the past. I've done a contest where I bought your gift card. I gave it away. It was great reception. I really think we work together. Is there any opportunities? Blah, 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 blah. So that's okay. a good way to start. Mm -hmm. But uh, getting in a little more advanced with that, there's usually if a company has an influence program or a sponsorship program, they have a person on social media as well that handles that for them, like myself. So there's the regular Memory Express handle, and then there's me. So say you want to work at that company, you can just search at Tim Hortons. It will come up with anyone that has that name in their tags or in their profile. You'll be like, oh, why does this person have it? Oh, that person is this. Build a relationship with that person. Reach up like, hey, I really want to work with you guys. What do you look for? How can I build myself to get there if I'm not there already? So take those steps to show that you're interested and you want to get there. The person, like I myself, I've had people that's like, hey, I know I don't qualify, but how can I work with you in the future? Or how can I get from point A to point B? And I'll gladly be like, hey, Here's where you are. It's not bad, but if you get here and you maintain X, we can talk. Mm -hmm. So, okay. And so, let's say that you know I, I do I do those steps, and all I get is the kind of no. 
Um, what what is the right protocol you would think on on a re-engage? Like how much you know how much time? What do you think is the right kind of move there? So I, I told the story last week, and I'm going to continue to tell it until uh, I can fix the end of the story. Uh, I love Ricola very much. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, about a year and a half ago, I reached out to Ricola to say, hey, I would love to work with you guys. I regularly talk about your products on my stream. I would love to have some kind of thing with you. They're like, we don't do any mar- uh, influencer marketing at all. And it is still a hope and dream of mine to one day get Ricola brand on board. Um, so what is the right thing for that? Like, if that's like, I know that's like a company I really want to work with. What is I'm in the, the same situation. There's a company re-engage. I want to work with, and I've been the same way meeting a roadblock. So what I've been doing to overcome that is I usually reach out after 90 days. Mm-hmm. People are like, that's too early. But I don't think that's too early because if the company's interested, they wouldn't be replying. So generally, you'll get a hard no and you know it's a hard no when they say, please stop inquiring or please stop reaching out or we'll reach out to you if there's an opportunity. That just means the hard no. But if a company says, hey, not at this time or in this case where they say we don't have this yet, that means they're not close to it. That's how I see it. So the company, which I will leave unnamed for the sake of, I don't think I'm allowed to talk about my partnerships, but uh, actually these guys are working with me. So that's another cool story that I can talk about because they were in the same way. There wasn't anything and then I helped them to develop something. So um, it's a matter of reaching out, but hey, I, like you said, you've reached out to Ricola, you really like them, you want to work with them. But then I would suggest reaching out and be like, hey, here's what I've done. I know you guys don't have a program, but I'd like to maybe help you guys develop it so myself and other influencers can work with you to get your brand out there. Mm-hmm. So maybe showing your additional value to that company. Like if, when you come into that person or, I mean, this is where the Patreon exclusive content comes in. <laughs> you uh, you know what? Yeah, just, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you off screen. The, the Patreon exclusive content. Uh, <laughs> but there's other ways to approach it. I mean – Maybe I'll just say the Patreon explosive content. You can you can edit it out if you want. Oh, but, I'm, gonna, you know, I'm not going to make that promise at all. So this is <laughs> – you need to be you happy can, with this on record. <laughs> nah, I'll keep that out there because I don't want to be like, hey, here's the trick of the trade. And next to everyone starts messing with like, Steve, you piece of garbage. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> you, but, you, uh, need to, you need to meet Steve at a convention, buy him a drink, and then maybe you will get that information. Is that, that's <laughs> yeah, what that's, I'm that's hearing. That's how it happens. You're going to find me like have on your podcast. I'm really good <laughs> at drinking. Let's do this. <laughs> That's why, Let's do th- JT, you're not welcome on the networking podcast because we need more <laughs> than just drink or find a, a chance to have a cigarette with someone outside. Um, hey, look, man, l- let me summarize my networking right now. Drink enough with enough people long enough and you'll do business together. Chances are yes, actually, because yes. that's about getting to know the person. Exactly. Literally seeing it happen. It's very scary how well that works. Kids, uh, only do this if you are of the legal drinking age in your area. Please drink responsibly uh, and use a ride-sharing service. So um, <laughs> so you said 90 days so to engage. Um, um, I've is had there a give-up point? To 90, to 60, 90, to, 90 to 6 months is usually when people come back to me and I'm like, hey, let's see where you're at now. Okay, you haven't changed much, though. So I'm going to still say no. But if I see growth, I'm like, hey, you're moving in the right direction, but right now it doesn't make sense. The relationship has to make sense both ways. So, okay, uh, qualitative and quantitatively, what do you look for when you're looking to do a campaign in general, and you're looking to fill up a roster of people on there, or when you have people engage with you, uh, and you need to make that yes or no decision on, hey, are we going to work with this person? What are you looking for? 
it doesn't really come down to Twitch followers at all because that's a other hot mess we can always get into. But uh, it, it comes down to concurrent viewers monthly. How much did they actually pull in? How many of those people actually stay? So I wa- rewatch streams when people approach me. Watching VODs for language, because mind your hex and fricks, if there's anything beyond an F-sharp and there's a C-word, it's a no-go immediately. Because uh, I view it as anyone you work with as a brand ambassador for your name. So if you put your name on someone and they start swearing like a sailor, that falls back on you. And then you look like you that's, your, that's how you want to be viewed. So that's why it's a hard, what's their language? And then it comes down to if they're humble. Because if they're the kind of person that's going... They're just a jerk online, or they're like, yeah, I got this, and I deserve this because of this. I have zero interest in that, because that tells me you're not going to be humble to the people you talk to. You're not going to be humble to your audience. You're not going to go to another partnership uh, opportunity be like, hey, I worked really well with Company X. You're going to be like, I worked with this company, and I deserve to work with you because of this. And I'm like, that's a big turnoff. And I've had people come to me like that going, I've worked with Company X, and because of that, you owe me this. And I'm like, no, I don't. Have a good day. <laughs> and it, it, it blow your mind how many people have that mentality of entitlement of I'm a big partner on Twitch and I have hundreds of thousands of followers and I have hundreds of thousands of unique views. But then when you look at their content, they're not humble and they're just really just rude. You just you don't want to work with that. So that's why we work with a mix of affiliates and Twitch partners. We mix it up because I find just smaller audiences have more of an impact because we've actually seen a lot more click through on a lot of the smaller partners we work with. And I'm not saying the big partners we work with aren't good. I'm just saying like everyone we work with has fantastic click through, but it's surprising to see when someone has concurrent viewers of 50 and they're all talking and the message gets delivered and the amount of people that actually come back through the click through, like just like, holy sh like, holy heck. So I find there's the limits that we work with then too. Cause I don't want to, anyone above a certain coherent viewers, the message doesn't get there or they don't have the time to be like, Hey guys, here's a message. So-and-so and so-and-so it's more "Hey guys message. And they get back to what they're doing. Meanwhile, when it's a smaller community, you find the message is more wholesome and it's more, the smaller community really wants to see that streamer succeed. So they're more geared towards making sure that streamer succeeds. So, so I'm, I'm glad you actually kind of mentioned that. So as someone from the, the company side, what are what are the the things you're looking at? You know, when when you have somebody that you're working with, um, like what's your good kind of advice for a content creator on how to position their hashtag ad? You know, like the sponsored material or whatever it is that the goal of a campaign or something that you're looking to get done. Well, usually what happens is. It depends because we have different agreements with different people because different partnerships for different situations. Mm -hmm. But if we actually do have a sponsored message going out for that quarter, I usually say, hey, guys, here's the goal. Here's the bit.ly link. Here's the image. Make it in your own words because I don't want people thinking you're a corporate shill. And I want people thinking it's not your words because it makes no sense for me to say do this wording, copy, paste, because it's not genuine. So I'm like, here you go. Best of luck. Figure it out. If you have questions, ask me. So, I mean, it makes more sense for people to be able to believe in what they're saying versus being told what they have to say. So that's, keep it keep it authentic. Hey, look, it's the second time yeah. I said that on this podcast. <laughs> you got to keep it authentic because people can see that. Because if you see 10 people with the same message, people are like, they were paid to say that. That's not genuine. Meanwhile, when you see, oh, hey, this is the people that are sponsoring me and they're doing this thing. Or, hey, it, people know it's a sponsored message, but when it's 
they can tell the streamer's own language from their tweets or their messaging on their stream. So when you see that, people are like, oh, hey, they really like the relationship enough to take the time to write it in their own words versus copy-paste. So, Okay. Um, and can you tell, right? So this, this is going to be fun. Uh, and probably potentially a very self-serving for me question because I'd like to know. <laughs> you're, you're looking at your reporting, uh, especially on click-through rate, which if anybody doesn't know means if I have like a unique link, how many people have I put it in my chat and stuff through the stream are actually clicking through it. Are you able to tell more or less when you're looking at similar size creators who's positioning the sponsored content, whatever that is, the ad read, whatever, um, better just based on click-through rates? Have you tested yourself that way? Oh, yeah, we give everyone a different Bitly link or we give everyone a different message. So we're able to see the traffic for searches on our website. We're able to see the searches on our YouTube channel based on the day that the message is delivered. So it is we can find it out. So if that was the question. <laughs> but, yeah, we're, we're able to we're able to track all that. All right. Um, so what are other than the flexing and, and uh, the lack of humility. Do you have any red flags when you're looking to, whether or not you're gonna work with somebody? Because we, we've had some people already in the chat that are like, well, I will never be able to work with you because I say bad words. Um, well, it's not a matter of saying bad words. Ease, I mean, yeah, I ease those concerns. Saying, yeah, it's like, uh, it's not a matter of saying shit, fuck, because I mean, everyone says, sh oh, damn, I even said it on your YouTube <laughs> show. But mine your frex and hicks, I apologize. But it's a matter of, if you punctuate with F sharps, like, it's the only way you can speak. Like, if you use an F sharp as a comma, like, hey, guys, we're going to play this bleep, beep, 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 beep game, and it's going to be beep and great. We're not going to be like, why? Why do you have to do that? You know, there's, you know, use proper language. But, I mean, I can't help in the middle of a game if you're doing really good and, like, you know, Rainbow Six Siege and he gets smoked and you're like, ah, oh, frick. I mean, it happens. I can't control you. I'm not going to censor you. So Okay. I'm not going to come down with a banhammer, but what we watch for is the hard C because I don't, I don't like that word. And it's very not professional in the scene because, I mean, you don't go to a convention and you say, hey, what's up, you C word? Because, I mean, it just doesn't happen unless you're from Australia. So, <laughs> Which please, I understand please, the cultural difference. Please tell me in, in like your, your, your rule books, you're like, welcome to the Memory Express Partnership Program. Please don't do this unless you're Australian. <laughs> I feel like it works if you're in the UK too. Yeah, 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 in the UK too. Well, it's funny. Oh man, but yeah, that's one of the things I put in the thing. Say, hey, watch your language, please, and we watch for it. And I think one of the clauses we have in all the things is don't Logan Paul it. So if you Logan Paul it, you're out. <laughs> oh, I love it, and I can't say yeah. most of my follow-up jokes because this is not my personal channel. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's Patreon exclusive. Um, but so beyond that, right? What are some red flags? Uh, again, other than lack of humility, are there any things that, when you see it, give you pause? When like, I don't know, or is a flat no on something? Other than obvious, like don't be a racist sexist yeah well i mean well i was gonna say the first thing i do is i do a background check right away i check their twitter if they're not willing to give me the twitter that's a red flag for me because what kind of content creator doesn't have twitter to network <laughs> so that makes me go this person doesn't know how to network how are they supposed to get a message out how am i supposed to work with this person how am i supposed to trust this person to get out there um so that's usually a red flag for me are they hiding it from me do they actually not have it do they not do they not know what they're doing so that's not what like a they, i'm not working with banned. you <laughs> <laughs> and I ask why they got banned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
but that's usually the first little, hmm, this is curious. Uh, and then I check their content on Twitter. Not like I don't go on like a deep dive of the last six of their life and see if like, you know, I'm not going to pull a Disney with James Gunn on them. But it's more so <laughs> what kind of person are they online? How do they respond to people? Do they engage in arguments over like petty things? Like today, I believe water is blue. And they're like, water's green. You I'm like, yo, you got to chill. So it's just a matter of how they how they act online because again these people are your brand ambassadors they represent you and your brand so you don't want to be working with people that get into senseless stuff like that right uh, then we do community check too so I usually have a throwaway Twitch account that I just lurk the community or I interact with them see how they are in stream you know talk with them like hey how's it going and then I mean I understand they're not going to say hi every time but I mean see how their community is do they only talk to subs do they ignore people that aren't subs stuff like that. Uh, not that that's a red flag, but it just wants to see how they are as a person. Like, how do they? How are they when they're they're not they're not under the microscope? And I do that a lot, actually. It's a lot of not that I get a thrill out of it, but I like <laughs> um, I like just watching people when they're being themselves. Because if you can't be yourself, and then I say, hey, by the way, I'm coming to your stream, and you're like, okay, get the good get the good shirt on, get the fancy lights, let's do this. <laughs> like, you know, you, you want to see one a person when they're really being them. So, but other red flags, man, hmm. <sighs> really comes down to which brands is associate themselves with. Uh, not that that's an issue, but, you know, if they're, you know, they have 20,000 sponsors on their Twitter banner, it makes me go, okay, they're clearly copy pasting this stuff to people. But I mean, there's things that, you know, you expect to see on streamers, like, you know, you expect to see G Fuel, you expect to see... Uh, affiliate links, which I'm like, hey, cool. If they already have that, is it a conflict of interest with me? No, we don't sell that brand. No problems. So, cool. I don't care if people have affiliate links because I mean, helps them grow. Yeah, uh, and uh, I'm I'm gonna not go for five minutes about why you're right. Uh, my last <laughs> question is uh, is is what is the name of your Twitch throwaway account? <laughs> I ain't giving that out. Damn. I thought we were gonna yeah. bamboozle them. I, I have dominated enough this time. JT, it's your turn. I think you have stuff. <laughs> I uh, yeah. All right, we're running this out of order. Usually, I ask questions, and, and Travis is up first this time. Um, okay. So he he kind of he kind of touched on some of the things that I wanted to ask about, but uh, one of them is I constantly find myself explaining the value of Twitch to advertisers. Yep. And I wanted to give you that role for a moment pretend i'm an advertiser or i'm your bosses or whatever it is uh can you talk to oh, me man. other side about, of the fence yes how 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 is twitch useful for you like what what kind of gains have you seen come out of it you know all of that kind of stuff how has it helped grow the business oh boy howdy where do we start uh, so when i first got on my position mr manager sir there was only two <laughs> Twitch communities in Canada. That was Twitch Calgary, Twitch Vancouver. They were already established. Each of those events, do you know how many people they brought out to their first events? I got nothing. About, about 20 to 30 people. Now, you might not think that's much, but when you really think about that, those 20 to 30 people, they usually have 200 to 300 people in the sphere of influence. So let's just say in their little their network there, 3,600 people. Currently, there is a Twitch meetup per city. We've helped establish some of those. We've helped some of those get up on the ground. So now we have Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, Saskatoon, there's Winnipeg, there's Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, and now Quebec. So there's nine in Canada. Right across Canada now, that pulls in 2,400 to 3,600 unique people up per quarter. 
a CR message every month. And within that, those 2,400, 36 people, I can't do math here. So give me a second. I like how you're breaking out the calculator. You're like, let me not be wrong. <laughs> Carry the five and 72 and the three. So right now <laughs> within those communities, the sphere of influence is about 7.2 million people see our message or hear about us because of those people going to that event. Now that has been an increase in web traffic going, what is memory express? Our Twitter following, sir, has increased by 80% over the last year alone. Our YouTube channel has gone from 2,000 to 15,000 in a matter of months just because people in the community are more curious what we do and they want to know more about us. So I want you to tell me what you think there's no value in there when you got that kind of people and those kind of numbers. So how does that compare to something like YouTube or or let's even get let's let's get exotic? How about like Mixer or Ooh, Mixer we're or, just diving into? That's a deep or, dive. Or or it's Instagram. How does that how does it compare to all of the other stuff out there? I find social influencers we get a better I say better can't really say better return on investment, but a more genuine return because they're able to genuinely talk about it versus a Facebook ad. Because, I mean, you could put up an ad for five bucks and hope for the best. Meanwhile, when people have a genuinely good experience about with you, they're going to talk about it to their friends. Because, you know, they're saying one person tells 20 of their friends if they have a good or bad experience. And then that spreads from there. So it all becomes word of mouth. And and are you backing that out to like KPIs for those that don't know key performance indicators? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, for for people like are are you looking at your your KPIs same KPIs for Twitch as you are for YouTube and how they compare and all that kind of stuff? Well, YouTube, and what, are, yeah, and really what are they? I uh, wouldn't say we really look at uh, YouTube for because it's more of a let's grow let's grow a brand. Oh, give me one second. I just got a message from work here. I work all the time. I love it. So don't mind me here. What is that like? Uh, it's fun. I actually don't he, mind it because I do over social media. So he said at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> well, it's only 7.22 here, so it's not bad. <laughs> oh, you're in my time zone. Yeah, uh, I'm in Calgary. I just assumed that all of Canada is either on the West Coast or East Coast. There's no middle. <laughs> There's no middle. Are you in Canada land too? No, I'm in, I'm in Colorado. Oh, well, I mean, you have snow and mountains, essentially Canada. Yeah. So I'm, I'm originally uh, from Alaska and Vermont, which are both basically Canada. So, yeah, it's reasonable. So, so anyway, back to KPIs. Uh, <laughs> so, like, what are you looking at? Like, what's the comparison here? Like, what's the what do you back everything out to? Are you looking at conversions? Are you looking at website traffic? Are you looking at like well, what are you going to pay for? Well, it's funny because. One one team that I work with is all about the click through to the website. The other one's about like what percentage of these guys clicking through website are buying stuff, and then the other one on my team care about what percentage of the people that go to these events are following us. So there's like four or five different things they all care for. And I'm like, I just want to make sure that our message is being delivered by these streamers or influencers. People come back to the website to purchase or inquire who we are or follow us. So it's like I care about all four, but there's like one manager only cares about this, one person only cares about that. So it's a matter of click through to the website, click through to our social media, click through with purchase. If purchase was made, did they get to the cart? Stuff like that. Gotcha. And and so if if somebody's coming to you trying to prove their value, I'm assuming you don't take them at their word, right? You use third party tools for that? Yes. Yes, we do. And and what's the best way for them to present that to you? Um, is it Social Blade or Solinome or Google Analytics? Like, what do you what do you? I uh, well, go, um, 
I use Sully Gnome and Social Blade myself to verify. You'd be surprised how many people say, yeah, I get 320,000 or 400,000 unique views a month. You go on there, it's like 2,000 people. You're like, hey, dude. No, we would what not. Is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I was going to say, never mind. You you would. And it just boggles my mind because I'm like, one, why lie about that when it's so readily available? Anyone can see that. You can go on there right now. You can see what kind of you know interactions anyone has. And it just why, – why do that? Why? But uh, that's what I use essentially. I call it like my little BS deflector. But like, okay, is this person legit? Okay, this person had one really good stream in April of last year where they did have 300,000 people, but that's not concurrent right now. They have 2,000 people, which is fine. That's not bad, but it's why did this person feel all that need to live? Anyways, but then um, the other part of the team, I don't even touch Google Analytics. That's not for me. That's for the other part <laughs> of the working team. I don't even want to be involved in that. I love Google Analytics. That's my jam. Well, I literally had a conversation with it today and they were like drilling me with it. And I was like, I don't want to know anything with this. I have too much to do right now. They're like, well, let's talk about analytics. I'm like, no, thank you. I deal with this. They're like, did you know we had this many people come through Twitch in this amount of time? I'm like, cool. That's cool. They're like, do you know what the buy through? I'm like, I don't want to know. You deal with that. That's your thing to worry about. How many this, gold conversions on the block? This in many ways sounds like JT and I's relationship as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it's exactly. like, I felt because he was so enthusiastic about it. He's like, Steve, did you see these numbers? I'm like, no, those are your numbers. I don't want to see them. He's like, well, according to this, and just start typing away. I'm like, the song Say Something, I, like that Big World C or whatever the song just came on. Christina Aguilera is screaming in my ear. I'm like, oh, God, take me now, sweet Jesus. And <laughs> <sighs> it's totally reasonable. So uh, <laughs> I want to ask you a question I don't think you have an answer to. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ooh. Ah, I'm so we've, we've got Sully Gnome for Twitch. What are you using for those deep dive analytics for YouTube and Mixer? Well, that's why you make friends with uh, managers at those uh, establishments. So I have made friends within both organizations and saying, hey, we want to work with this person. How can you help me out with finding out their analytics? They either tell me, use this tool or this tool's best. Or if I get permission from the streamer, I say, hey, streamer, uh, I'm actually talking to so-and-so with this company. They're going to pull your analytics. Are you cool with that? So that person knows that I'm either going to catch them on their BS or they have nothing to worry about. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and I know that Mixer allows you to share your analytics with other people. Well, you uh, send you, a screen cap too, right? But uh, yeah, sometimes yeah. people are like, oh, I don't want to send a screen cap. There might be personal information. And then that's go, okay, cool. Well, here's this other solution I have. I can just reach out to people here would you be fine with that and then when they go mm, uh i'm like what's going on then bud yep gotcha gotcha but with youtube though we don't do anything with youtube we just focus on our own thing on youtube we don't have any youtube influencers with us right now would you would you accept youtube influencers if they came to you it's tricky because what they would be doing is what we're doing so it kind of doesn't make sense and i don't mean to shoot it down but it's we're doing tech videos, so why would we pay someone else to do tech videos for us? I guess I'm thinking more about YouTube Live, not YouTube pre-recorded video. Oh, man, I'm going to sound like a biased jerk, but I just haven't seen any any big gains from any Canadians on YouTube Gaming or YouTube Live. And I don't mean that. In, if I found someone that was... Cool, uh, Somebody on I, YouTube Live, prove them wrong. Well, I, I haven't met anyone. No one's approached us in all of our applications. We've only seen Mixer and Mixer, you, Mixer, Twitch, and then a few podcasts. But we had zero people from YouTube reach out. So we never even considered YouTube. 
That's okay. kind of interesting. Hang on. Yeah. While we're doing this other thing, I'm very curious. <laughs> and if this is if this is Patreon exclusive, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I love that Patreon exclusive. This is that's the new thing. Yeah. Oh God, make it <laughs> a sticker off, record. Please. That's the I'll new thing. In interview. Uh, so from a, comparing similar sized viewerships, which has the which platform has the better return for you guys, Twitch or Mixer? Oh man, that's unfortunate. <sighs> Not that it's a loaded question, but we just literally started working with Mixer just maybe two months ago, so it's hard to say. We've been with Twitcher for almost a year now. Twitcher. Twitcher. Yeah, we went Twitch for a year now, but uh, Twitch has been really good for us. Yeah, fantastic. But then <laughs> Mixer's just so fresh for us. You know, okay. I don't mean to sound ignorant. I only found out about Mixer in January last year. So, so they I have really... to ask you again in six months. Yeah, please. I'd love to because I could be like, hey, we got – well, again – It'd be difficult because we have 12 people on Twitch we work with and then one mixer. So it's like the 12 versus one is like, do I divide those guys? Oh, I guess I could do that. I guess I could break out some math. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is what spreadsheets are for. Here's the thing. Spreadsheets. I'm, I'm literally putting a calendar entry in right now <laughs> for six months. Oh, I, no. Oh, God. <laughs> Getting called. We're going to bring you back. We're going to ask you the same question. March oh, 2019. God, or at least he's getting a DM. Uh, there, March? March oh God, 2019. Gonna... That's when South by is. Isn't that Pack South? No, Pack South is January. Uh, oh, I yeah. think that might be. Oh, God. I have like the next eight months of my life planned every second week, and I'm going to an event, and I want to have like. That sounds not... like my life. Yeah. What, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, so this weekend I'm at Edmonton Expo. Then the next week, it's like a break. And then we're off to Vancouver, uh, Vancouver Fan Expo. Then it's Canada Cup. And then there's a secret event I can't talk about yet because, you know, ooh. NDA is Patreon exclusive. Patreon exclusive. Um, <laughs> and then December's a hot mess because I'm going back home to Winnipeg because who wants to go back to Winnipeg in winter, right? It's Winnipeg and Vancouver. Matt, it's, 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 it blows your mind that people just don't understand. Like, Celsius. So Celsius is a horrible thing because my Fahrenheit friends, I'm so sorry, but it gets to minus 65 sometimes and it's just horrible. <laughs> I used to live in Alaska. I feel your pain. Oh, I so mean, you get it. You get it, man. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I've, I've seen 40 below in, people, in Fahrenheit. This, the city <laughs> should just stop working, but people are like, it's only minus 65. I'll just put on an extra scarf and they're like, good to go. And you're like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, right. Called in the work one day. I'm like, yep, can't come in. They're like, why? I'm like, I think there's a Yeti outside. <laughs> All right, I believe you. This is Canada. I uh, feel you. I feel, and people ride moose to work, I hear. Yep, 100%. 100%. I could fly a jet to work. Uh, but you see those jets, they just can't do anything. <sighs> it's hard to land on that ice. Oh, those guys. <laughs> so I find, I find what you're saying about YouTube interesting because... Uh, YouTube is always talking about how they have, what, 200 million active users a month, and Twitch has, what, uh, or a day, I mean, uh, and Twitch has 15 million. I might be making these numbers up, but no, I'm the, just like the, the orders of magnitude make sense. Uh, it's basically uh, YouTube is 20 times bigger than Twitch. Or it, it, it definitely bigger. is. It's a, it's a big boy. It's a big boy with an I instead of a Y. And and I don't know the exact metrics when you dive into live, but the, I think the it's interesting to me to see it from the influencer management side that you have all these applications from Twitch and none from YouTube. And I'm wondering 
Like what's what's the why there? Why you know there are people clearly gaming there. There are you know maybe the people on YouTube are okay with the monetization on YouTube, or maybe people on Twitch just want more money. I don't know. Uh, I can tell you that the, anecdotally, from what I've seen, Twitch is a much better platform for small people to monetize on, yeah. and even for large folks, YouTube's uh, uh, monetization is their options in terms of ads and stuff like that is just terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we were having a debate in our Discord the other day about uh, <laughs> the I don't know if it's a debate, but how how little partners get paid on Twitch for the ad rolls. And yeah, it's the 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 CPMs are terrible. Cost per thousand impressions, people. Sorry, wasn't there? If I recall correctly, people are like having like a mini protest about it because of the whole Twitch Prime shenanigans. Yeah, so a lot of people, and I think some of them are, in our, are hanging out in our chat right now, uh, were arguing about. Um, you know, the value of a sub versus like is, you know, with Twitch Prime uh, going or, or allowing ads, right? Is it going to be, are they going to potentially open this up to affiliates? And the argument was, look, even if they open it up to affiliates, you're talking about pennies uh, because an affiliate is small in size and the income that you get from the ads is terrible anyway. And then, you know, as a partner, at least you're huge or maybe huge. Uh, there's a lot of small partners out there and the payout is horrible. But when you multiply horrible by huge, it can make some sense kind of, right? Uh, and so I think so. there's a, a pretty large discussion about that in our Discord, you know, whether or not Twitch is going to open up uh, the, you know, getting paid for ads to affiliates. To which the answer, I think, for most people was, I think uh, Amanda even wrote a blog post about it, uh, but the the argument was it's not going to matter, right? It's like, you know, getting a couple cents, basically. I mean, I don't see the, personally, I don't see the issue with it because, I mean, running an ad on an affiliate stream versus running on a partner stream, it's not like they're going, hey, partner, please don't run this ad right now. I'm doing it on my affiliate stream when they're streaming at the same time. So I, I just don't see an issue with that. Yeah, so. I think, uh, I think for, from Twitch's perspective, right, they have hundreds of thousands, millions of affiliates, right? So the volume might make sense for them to yeah. be able to have ads run for affiliates. I don't know. It's uh, ads it's interesting are, nonetheless. Like I, I'm very curious myself of what the ramifications will be. Yeah, or even the future plans, right? Because uh, you can you can kind of smell the, the future plans coming based yeah. on how Amazon kind of shifts things around in Twitch and that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, how daddy Amazon does their things. I uh, I would really like for Twitch to start to to compete with YouTube with uploads, but they just can't seem to get it to work as well as YouTube has done it in yeah. terms of I, serialized content. I tried to do it myself for a bit there, but it just didn't work out. Yeah, you, you're probably getting fractions of a percentage of, of views, right? Well, I mean, on my own personal stuff, not actually with Memory Express, but like when oh, I was okay. doing it on my own, it was just like... That's the sketch maybe... comedy that we're going to show clips of at the end of the show. <laughs> we ain't hey. showing anything. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> Patreon exclusive. <laughs> That's how I do. So uh, the one other thing that I wanted to hit on, because um, a lot of my, my stuff has got holes punched in it because we've answered them, uh, nice. is getting a hold of uh, sponsors or influencer managers and stuff like that. We talked about Twitter. We talked about Twitch. Uh, there's a, a, a light implication about Instagram there. But what about other stuff? Like, is Facebook dead? Is Link, LinkedIn dead? Is LinkBook dead? How about MySpace? Uh, this, these are where I hang out. I wouldn't say Facebook's dead because uh, 
I mean, I use it all the time where I get a lot of my inquiries actually regarding this. I mean, I got a few in the last few days being, hey, I'm small streamer. I do this. And I go, show me your stuff. Show me your worth. And then they go, oh, wow. And they send me their stuff. And I'm like, hey, dude, thanks for reaching out. But at this time, just won't work out. Reach out to in a few months when you grow XXX. Thanks. But uh, Facebook's still good, I'd say. Avoid LinkedIn like the plague. Do not do that. <laughs> Breach. Please don't do that. <laughs> Because that was my, that was my Patreon thing. I was gonna say is, you can find the people on there, but so help me God, do not contact them on there because they go, who is this person contact me and why are they contacting me on a business platform? Just don't do it. Don't just don't. I mean, you can find them if you need to find out who the right person is to contact, but don't do it there. Is all I say. So. So that Patreon exclusive seeped out. It seeped out. <laughs> sorry guys. Anyone that's in the, the five dollar bracket, I'm so sorry. Yeah, everybody in chat, five dollars right now. Five dollars. Let's see. Let's see those donations roll in. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, we aren't even an affiliate yet, and we're not what applying for it. Well, I don't think we're applying for one. Um, we want to be able to take this stuff and shove it out onto iTunes and stuff immediately. Ooh, yeah. It is. It's on iTunes, by the way. We're supposed to say this at the end of the show. Yeah, but, way, to, uh, way to steal part of what I have left to say, jerk. Wow, I, I feel attacked for you. I was so I was so, so hyper that we could listen to it on iTunes. I like searched every day, every day. Let's listen to iTunes at the same time we're doing this. We can listen to questions from last. We can answer those at the same time. We could. Actually, they actually uh, would be relevant for you. It would have worked. Yeah. Our, our person from last week was uh, a an advertiser manager. So uh, she doesn't didn't uh, necessarily work with influencers. She worked with publishers, so bloggers and oh, cool. all, all that kind of stuff. Lots to learn there and all the, the fun things. Um, so I have my last question has to do with Memory Express, which is uh, what ways are you helping your, I guess, your ambassadors or your champions or whatever you want to call them monetize? Do you guys just run an affiliate program? Do you are you doing sponsored content? Are you doing uh, like what 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 types of spending are you guys doing? It really all varies from the relationship and what the needs are of the broadcaster or sponsor. Like whoever we're working with, it, it varies. So everyone's not going to be the same. Some people don't need that. And I mean, as a content creator myself, cash is king, really, when it comes down to because, I mean, you have to know what you're you're looking for. But I mean, Sometimes we just can't do that, or sometimes people want X, but for the numbers it doesn't add up. So really, it's variable. So I can't really say we do this or this because literally every single person we work with is different. So gotcha. each situation, gotcha. each situation is different. So something that we see as a common trend is like people do commission sales, right? So yeah, like DX Racer does this, right? Like they'll give you like ten percent of a, a chair if you sell a chair or something like that, and they'll do that with anybody as long as they have a DX Racer chair, right? Yeah. Um, and that kind of stuff. And I was, I was kind of teasing at that, to, you know, mostly for our viewers to know whether or not uh, they could do that kind of stuff with Memory Express, right? If somebody's not big enough for you to do a cash deal with them, can they promote your product because they love it? Uh, we are doing our it? first official one, but it's a it's weird thing that I can talk to you guys a little later about because it's not officially out yet, but there is something happening. So, but I can't speak to it yet. Gotcha. NDAs. Oh, my God. No, no. Patreons. That's what they Patreon are. Exclusive. Patreon exclusive. That will be Patreon exclusive. <laughs> that's good stuff. That's that's good for me. Well, let's kick it over to Amanda. She can ask questions that showed up in chat. Ooh, 
Amanda, ask your questions. We had two of them. So one of them is from KCUF321. Earlier on the show, you were talking about the best way to kind of, before you reach out to a company, is to get to know them personally and professionally. And you had mentioned Twitter, but what are some other places, some other great places to kind of gather that information so you can, I don't want to say play off that genuineness, but really have your information down to promote yourself? Yeah. Uh, It sounds very lame, but Google searching, uh, like Google search company A, boom, everything for that company is going to come up or Wikipedia. (laughs) They're going to get it like a more... More information on the company really is what it comes down to. Because when I said that, it's not just about lurking and creeping on social media to find out who that person is or who that company is, but more so understand the company's history, where they've come from, what their goals are. So, I mean, know the company mission, you know, what do they want to do? Because, I mean, then that kind of makes you want to know, is this a company you want to work with? Because, I mean, let's just say I'm Bob's Coffee Joint and you're like, man, I want to work at Bob's Coffee Joint. And really like them i like their coffee but then doing your research you find out that you know maybe they oh boy how to a word this and okay about coffee so they don't have free trade coffee and you're really for free trade coffee so you discover something about the company that way that you're like hmm, is this really good choice for me so it, it really helps you kind of determine if it's a good relationship move for you too if it makes sense for you to be like hey i'm going to work at this company just because i like them or do you want to work with them because you understand the company Right on. I think that is a good answer. Um, last question. This is very important. Krillin416 asked, what would Steve wish for with the Dragon Balls? And he's asking for a friend. Probably a very strong hairline. Because my hairline think- is lacking. <laughs> I mean, I look good, Paul. Don't get me wrong. But imagine if I had, like, sick flow. Like, we're talking... John Wick hair. No, John Wick's not wouldn't suit me, but uh trying to find some hair here. Like we're talking like Prince Eric from Little Little Mermaid hair. Can you imagine (laughs) that right now? I'd be unstoppable. People like, I don't care what that guy does, who he works with, I just want to talk to him because of his hair. And I'm like, what's going on? And people like, oh shit. You're well known for for great photos on Twitter. I feel like you need to find a Prince Eric hair. I think and we could we could probably get can we make someone to Photoshop it. Can, we can someone Photoshop this right now? Is this Patreon exclusive content? This this would <laughs> be, be this would be this would be like the Patreon, <laughs> but not the paid tier. This is just the free to get you <laughs> the free. In. Like yo, you want to see what we're all about? Boom, we yeah. get people hair. We're like, holy wow. <laughs> See, what's funny is speaking of somebody with a nice, uh, nice hairline and hair in general, I would trade for your beard all day. Man, See, I could give lessons on beards. Super I think, easy. I think. Oh, wait, 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 like, I want to. I want to hear your. This lessons. comes down to you know the grass is always greener on yeah. the other side of the face. On the other side of the face. Well, for beard maintenance like this, it comes down to a high protein diet actually, because dead beard hair is actually protein. Well, I mean, you don't want to eat your, your beard hair, but uh, essentially just because it excess a protein and testosterone. So it's a matter of doing some exercise, maybe lifting the weight, maybe screaming at someone in traffic with your window down, like asserting your like, – people are like, oh, whoa, this guy's crazy. And then just um, black coffee, steaks marinated in black coffee, like rub the beans on there and just give them good old punches sometimes, you know, get the testosterone going. While the steak's cooking, just do nonstop push-ups until like you cannot see. And yeah, that's how uh, beard grows. Let's talk about whiskey. 
drink it and eat. <laughs> if you eat, sh- okay. Also, pickle juice. You need to do pickle juice shots. If you're not drinking oh, pickle juice, picklebacks, picklebacks. Disgusting. This tequila is- with pickle juice. Tequila with pickle juice. Oh man, I just I may don't know if it's because I'm Ukrainian or I'm like Slav, and my family came over here on a boat many years ago. But man, pickle juice is like a staple. Oh, it's so good. Yes. We're going to start a new podcast starting next week because we got to burn this <laughs> one to the ground. Like, <laughs> why pickle juice matters. Um, uh, so, oh, but hey, you know, I just remembered the other thing that you said, what's a red flag? And it's not necessarily the broadcaster's fault, but more so the community was, say, a person has a following, let's just say followers, 500,000. Active current viewers at all times is like 2,000. But when I hit the emote button and they only have four emote slots, that makes me go, why is their audience not supporting them? Mm-hmm. Why are they not subscribing? Is it the content? Do they just, does this guy say, don't sub, donate? Does he, or does he or she do something else for them? Does they have a Patreon? What's their income source? Why Actually, can't Why can't they sell themselves to their audience? Because there has been some, some broadcasters we have dealt with that are partnered, but then incredibly low sub count. And it makes me, I don't want to ask them like, what did you do or what happened? But it's more so it makes me go, why don't they have the support? And then that makes yeah. me as a company going, how can I trust this person to get support for us when they can't get support for themselves? And that's not a knock at anyone, not at all. So please, if you're listening, you're like, oh, that guy offended me. How dare he? But it's more so that's a question that every company is going to ask. And if they don't ask that, then, you know, I should be asking them, why aren't they asking that question? Because it comes down to the bottom line of why are people not supporting this creator? Yeah. I, uh, I experienced o- almost the opposite of that. Uh, while I was out for gamers forgiving in April, yeah. we, uh, I met a streamer there where, uh, not only did he have tons of subs, but all of his subs were tier three subs. That's interesting. Yeah. And when he went to do the fundraising, he made leaps and bounds more than even the biggest people there. And he was not by any means one of the largest people there. Um, And so it's kind of interesting, right? So there's people that are really willing to throw their their back behind you, you and your community are always willing to buy products from advertisers that you work with, willing to sub to you, willing to donate when you do that charity stream, all that kind of stuff. It's kind of the opposite direction of, of, you know, what you were just saying, right? Looking and seeing four remote slots, you go in and you see, oh, they've got all their sub slots open and they've got a massive amount of subs compared to their concurrence or their following or all that kind of stuff, right? It says the opposite. Because, I mean, there's some affiliates we work with that are sitting currently at, uh, I mean, you can only have three emotes, but they're like, why is this affiliate sitting at 1,050 subs, but then this Twitch partner sitting at 28 subs? Like, what what's happening here? Right. So, As a person I mean, that doesn't that's put not a lot of... <laughs> but it right. just makes me go, then my next question is, why is this affiliate not partnered? Is it their content? Is it their concurrent viewers? Why do they have so many subs? Why is their viewership? So, like, then I start asking other questions. That makes you go another full circle of, woo! Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was convinced that when Twitch uh, originally uh, brought out affiliates, that they were doing it to provide the subscribe button so that they could see uh, which people that they were underwriting. Um, although that didn't really come to fruition. I thought for sure sub count was going to be their primary. Yeah, I thought marketing. so too. I, th- I thought for affi- the, the bridge to affiliate to partner would be at least sub count. But then it comes down to, I mean, if you look at now, 70 concurrent viewers. I'm not saying that's hard, but I mean, 
for a guy like me, I just casually play stuff that I want to play. I have like I'm going to be honest with everyone here, so don't feel bad. I have zero chance of being a partner because all I do is play Age of Empires. No one watches <laughs> that shit except for my friends when they want to roast me alive. Yeah, or I, I play. I play XCOM. A, just what? Oh man, we could talk about XCOM forever because man, another I, podcast, another <laughs> podcast. But like, <laughs> it, it, it comes down to that as well as you know. I just do that. That's my streams. I just do it for fun. I'm not doing this for a job because I'm doing another job. So it's just casual fun. So makes sense. All right. I think that that is that it. Man is in charge. I think that's is that it? Do you guys okay? Well, thank you so much, Steve, for hanging out with us tonight. I, I'm gonna ask this question. Ooh. Is there anything you feel we did not touch on that you would like a few words about? Hmm. Maybe more a closing statement I can say so people aren't discouraged. Don't get discouraged. Um, if a company says no right off the bat, don't take that as a, it's the end of the relationship or you don't have a chance at all because that's not it at all. It's more so the relationship doesn't make sense that time. It might not be because of them, but it could – oh, God. That's the wrong word. It might be because of them, not you, in the sense of, hey, we want to work with this broadcaster, but it makes no sense for us right now because I don't have X to provide them. Also know your worth. That's the biggest thing because I'll tell you how many times I've had people that are like, I want to work with you, but I only want X. And I'm like, why would you say that? Oh, you only want this? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, why? Know your numbers. Know what those numbers mean. Know what your viewership means. Know what your demographics mean. Because if you go to a company, let's just say random example here. Let's just do something wild. Uh, what do you find impressive yourself, guys? What would be like a holy crap? That's an influencer I want to work with. Just random numbers here. Uh, I think I, I don't know. I have a sweet spot for people between two hundred and five hundred concurrence. So let's just say I have five hundred concurrent viewers. I have thirty thousand followers, and my sub counts at six hundred. And I go to you, like, hey guys, all I want is a mouse and keyboard. Yeah, right, and, right. And I'm like. No, that's the one thing I like to take with my job, too, is people are like, oh, you probably take advantage of people all the time. I'm like, no, I like to sleep at night. I like to cuddle my cats. So if someone doesn't know their value and they come, I mean, they're like, I just want a keyboard. I go, nope, not interested. And a lot of people are like, why don't you take advantage of that? And you're like, because integrity, because that gets around. If people go, hey, Steve from Memory Express just gave that guy a keyboard and look at what he got. And people are like, you got fricked, bud. And that goes around. And I don't want to be that guy. I'd rather be the guy that it, the relationships make sense for. So flipping flipping that around to the influencer too, uh, a couple of really great negotiating tactics. One, always ask for money because usually they have a budget. And two, don't give your number first because if their number is higher than yours, then that's the number. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I've seen that happen, especially when I'm in a group email. And I know what we're willing to do. And then a person says, I only want X. And you go, I want to help you a little more. But you kind of close that. You burn that bridge alive. Like zero chance of me going, well, I'm going to give you X instead when I have it in an email with a thread of other people. Right. So and do your research. <laughs> yeah. It's about doing your research, knowing what people in the same area are getting. Or it, it all comes down to doing your research before you start giving proposals and stuff. That's another thing too, is um, if someone asks you for a sponsorship deck, 
make sure you have a nice sponsorship deck. Don't send me an Excel document, please, because I ignore those. Mm-hmm. It's got to be pretty, right? You got to be entertained while you're reading it. Yeah, there's some of uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people that really know what they're doing with that, and I'm not going to plug them because of reasons, raisins, because they work with us already, and it's EZPZ. But like people, I, I, it's almost you need to have a marketing job or marketing background to be successful with getting your own relation. Oh, I'm, that's the question from earlier. What advice would you give? Um, maybe do some research. Do learn like learn how to make a document. Learn how to make a proposal or sponsorship request. Because if you come into a company just saying, I want X, but then you don't come in with a document showing, here's my numbers, here's my value, here's what I'm looking for, thank you. Because people are just going to like, this guy didn't take the time to, one, tell me his audience, he doesn't know what he's looking for, he or she doesn't know what he's looking for. There's so many other questions that follow up with that, but it's just like, know what you're doing, <laughs> know what you're doing, know what you're asking for. I love it. Amanda, take us out. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up for tonight. Next week, September 19th, we will be live at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time with a surprise guest. You'll have to be here at twitch.tv backslash bottlespark to find out who we're going to have come on with us. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, and we hope to see you next week.